1: Hi everyone, this is your 1001 Stories Network host, John Hagedorn, and I want to thank each and every one of you listeners for the support you've given 1001 Stories from the Old West. Kevin Sykes will return in the fall with a bunch of great Old West history, but during the meantime, we'll be running episodes of the old radio show, Tales of the Texas Rangers, which features actual stories from the files of the Texas Rangers from about 1936 through the late 40s. This show did very well from 1950 to 52 on NBC radio and was successful in transitioning to TV on CBS from 1955 to 1958. I especially enjoy the episodes where they go after him on horseback. That still happens today in Rough Country where they need to go after fugitives on horseback, keeping America's past alive. It's time for another episode of Tales of the Texas Rangers with Joel McRae. Hope you enjoy it. Transcribed.
2: Presenting Joel McRae as Jace Pearson in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, authentic stories from their official files. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. Now, from the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, Living Death.
3: It is 2 a.m. on the morning of October 3rd, 1948. A man stands in the brush on the American side of the Rio Grande, watching another man wading rapidly across the river from the Mexican side. Hurry
4: up. Say, you green. Say, you green. Where are you?
3: Over here.
5: Shut up. Oh. Oh. I almost followed him. Never over. mind. You crazy wearing a white sombrero with that moon? What is the harm, Senor you green? Nobody see Diego but you. Don't be too sure of that. Somebody followed me down here. I don't know whether I shook him or not. The border patrol? No. Hijacker, maybe. You got the package? I oh, see. Right here. 20 ounces. Okay, here's your money. 200 an ounce, $4,000. Oh, gracias. There'll be another shipment next week. Yeah, I know. I'll meet you here again on the 12th, same time, and be a little more. You're right, amigo. Someone does follow you. Quiet. The sound came from over there. He's moving this way. You'll have to crawl through that clearing first, and the moon's right on it. You, you gonna to... use a gun? What do you think I got it for? Keep quiet.
4: There he is. Coming into the moonlight.
5: Yeah, and he doesn't see us. Just like a sitting duck.
6: (sharp) You hit him, Senor. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.
5: Looks like I didn't hit him good enough. Yeah, that's better. Grab his leg. Senor, grab his leg and get him out of this clearing into the brush. Longer it takes to find him, the better. Uh, See, Uh. Senor,
4: great... (sharp) We shouldn't meet this place again. It will not be safe.
5: All right, drop him here. Uh, uh, no, we can't use this place again. It'll be too high. I must get better across the river.
4: Where do we meet next time?
5: Next time, use our old crossing near us. I get lost fast.
3: The body of the slain man was discovered but for two months there was no clue to point to his killer. And then suddenly another man was shot to death on the streets of a small town in West Texas, and Captain Stinson of the Texas Rangers radioed Ranger Jace Pearson to meet him at the county morgue.
7: Bodies on this slab, Jace. Shot right through the heart, eh, Captain? Yeah. And here's our ballistics report. Forty-five caliber slug. Look at the markings on this photo of it. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Now, look at this ballistics photo. This is a report on the slug they took out
8: of the man who was killed near the border two months ago. Yeah, I see what you mean. Both slugs came from the same gun. Mm Mm-hmm. Autopsy report on this man completed yet? To be typed up. We'll have it in a minute.
7: Clyde Mooney's waiting for it. Mooney? Oh, is he here? Yeah, I sent for both of you. Mooney worked on the border killing. Since it's tied up with his second killing, I thought you'd better tackle it together. Suits me fine. You got some special reason for wanting to see the autopsy report, Jace?
8: Yeah. Look at the body. Marks on the left forearm. Look like the kind we usually find on drug addicts. Well, we'll know in a second. Here's Clyde now.
4: Howdy, Captain. Hi, Jase.
8: Howdy, Clyde. Good to see you, boy.
4: Heard you talking as I come in,
8: Jace. You hit it, all right. Here's the autopsy report. Man was a drug addict. He's probably just as well off dead then. Bullet ties this one right up with your border case, Clyde. Guess we're both after the same killer. Yeah, I've been hunting wetbacks for two months trying to find the man who was toting the gun No slugs came from.
7: Anything else you boys want to see here? No, Captain. No,
8: Captain. Well, let's get out of here, then. Any identification on this
7: man we just saw, Captain? Not a thing. He was dressed like a hobo. Doesn't fit any of the descriptions
8: on missing persons reports, either. Might help a lot if we knew who he was. I can't see this killing as a job done by a wetback. Why not, Jase? It was somebody sneaking across
4: the border. Tracks weren't clear by the time the body was found down there, but there were tracks.
7: Both your
8: cars in back near mine? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jace, go ahead with your theory. Well, a wetback sneaking into the country to earn a few dollars working is usually too poor to own a gun, unless he's carrying something across with him. You thinking of those hypo marks, Jace? It adds up to me. Narcotic smuggling. Might be man who was killed in my territory could have been shot because he spotted somebody crossing with the stuff.
7: Well, that's possible. But how about the dead man we just left? He wasn't shot near the border.
8: It looked like he was down and out. Mm-hmm. Had the habit, but not the price. Might have tried to get some narcotics by threatening to expose the peddler. I'll buy that, Jace. How about you, Clyde? Best bet I've had so far. All right, Jace. Where are you planning on starting? Back along the border. What my area? No, killing was made that spot too hot for them. They'll go back to some old crossing that's cooled off. I know a few, and you probably know a few. Well, yeah. Place west of Laredo. Then there's uh, Devil's River. That's been quiet lately. Yeah, and
7: the Castellon area and the Big Bend, up through La and Redford. It's a big
8: border. Yeah. So the sooner we get started, the more of it we can cover.
6: If
7: you're dragging a double trailer,
4: Jay Suppose I load my horse in with charcoal. We'll use one car.
8: Good. Let's go. Mooney and I covered the old smuggler crossings one by one But weeks passed and we hadn't found anything By the time we reached the big bend We were riding the river near Lajitas Getting kind of late, Jace. We ought to make camp turn in Yeah, might as well quit this spot tomorrow and Move on toward Redford There's a good campsite ahead, clearing near that clump of honey mesquite. You've got eyes like a cat. We can make radio contact when we get back to the car tomorrow. Captain may have something for us. Yeah. What was it he said he'd check on? Narcotic possession cases. Trying to pin down areas where the drug traffic seems to be the heaviest. man who's smuggling narcotics must be picking up for a central distributor. Well, it could be just a small operator. Small operators. Business wouldn't warrant the risk of crossing the border. Whoever makes the pickup is working for a boss. Well, why couldn't he be the distributor making his own pickup? A oh, big boy would play it safe. Stick somebody else's neck out, not his own. Yeah, here we are. Ooh, ooh, Charlie.
4: Ooh, boy. <clears throat> you want to get the bedrolls off,
8: Jace, I'll strike a fire and get some Chuck cooking. No. Now let's get the fire and eat cold. Why? We're moving out of here tomorrow. I'd like to watch one more night. It's too quiet here have been reports of any trouble in this section in almost three years. We haven't even spotted a wetback trail. Okay, no fire. Might as well let the horses drink before we hobble them. Come on, Charco. Come on, boy. I want to rub Charco's legs down tonight. Leche Gia's been cutting him up.
4: Yeah, I got a few nasty scratches myself. a boy. Drink up. You looking for something over there, Jace? Yeah.
8: Let the horses go for a second. Come here, bring a flashlight. What is it? Slight depressions in this mud bank. Just barely some. Flash the light. Yeah. They were tracks, all right. Not much left, though. Something else here. A piece of paper half buried. Must have been stepped on. Hmm, brown. Looks like that brown stickum paper they use to seal packages. No. This is the kind of paper a bank uses to wrap money. Look. There are traces of blue on here from an ink stand. Yeah, can you read it? No. Maybe the lab at Austin can. Anybody who tore a band from a packet of money in this spot must have been counting it. Yeah. This isn't exactly a business neighborhood. Let's stake out, boy. We found some kind of a crossing, and it may be the one we're looking for. We didn't dare move out of the area. We took turns sleeping and keeping the horses out of sight as much as possible. At night, we crept out along the river, moving slowly under cover. Five nights now, Jace. Maybe they won't cross again in the same spots. I know. A mile above or below us, and we'd never even see them. We found tracks in a couple of
5: places along here. They might... Oh. One of our horses. Thought we had something for a minute.
8: Clyde, that isn't one of ours. It's coming from the wrong direction. Put your ear to the ground. I don't have to. I can hear him coming now. Can't be our horses. They're hobbled, and the one we hear is moving free. Come on. Don't show yourself on the riverside. That's where his contact will come from. Come in now. There's something moving in the water out there. A few hundred yards down. Our horses would have to be up the other way. We'll have to try it on foot. We haven't time to go back and get mounted. They make a fast pass. We'll never get there in time, anyhow. We'll have to risk a little noise. That moving horse will cover our approach until he stops. Step it up. The contact is across to this side by now. I can't see him out there anymore. Wait. Wait. The horse is stopping, too.
5: Diego, go oh, ahead, senor. Come on, give me the stuff. Here's the money. Well, they're not wasting any time, Jace. No. Let's go. Get going,
4: Diego.
8: Run. Get a boy. I'll get the one in the river, Jake. Stop that horse. Come
4: out of that water. You get him, Clyde? Yeah. He, he shot at close range, Jace. I had to kill him.
8: we got to leave him and get after that rider.
4: Let's get to the
3: horses. Right.
8: We've been 50 yards closer to him back there, Jace. He went over the ridge up ahead. We can pick up his trail up there. I could swear I hit him when I fired. I hope you did. Narcotic traffic's the filthiest thing on earth. Oh, here's the
4: ridge,
6: Chase. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, Chaco.
8: Boy. Yeah. Look where we have to track. Mesquite and greasewood. Ground as hard as rock. Won't be much of a trail here, Jace. It'll take us hours to cut back and forth looking for soft spots. Yeah, no time for that. Get off.
6: Yeah.
8: Uh, it's going to be too bad if I didn't hit him. A blood trail's our only chance. Yeah. They'll find another contact for narcotics across the border. Sure they will. Unless we get to the man we're after. He's the only one who can lead us to the ring on this side of the border. And we've got to get to him before he gets rid of that package.
2: You are listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Today marks our first Sunday broadcast and we sincerely hope that all our old friends who listen to us on Saturday night will be with us at this new Sunday time. Also, we extend a cordial welcome to our new listeners and hope that you'll be with us every Sunday at this time. Now we continue with tonight's case, Living Death, an authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers.
8: combed the ground for a blood trail, and we found it. Not much, but enough to follow. It led through the mesquite and greasewood, but the rider knew the country. He'd been weaving through the roughest spots. He's a smart one, Jace. Yeah, slowing us down all the way. He's got a good hour on us by now. And an hour is too long. He's probably just using that horse to get to a car someplace. We
4: can't waste any more time trail cutting them.
8: No. He must have headed for cover someplace to take care of that wound. General direction seems to be northeast. We'll have to gamble on it. Okay. That's right. Get up, Charlie.
6: Come on.
8: After two miles, we reached a road and picked up the trail again. We had horse tracks to follow now, and they led to a dilapidated barn near a rundown ranch house. He was here, all right, Clyde. Blood in the hay in his torn cloth. Ripped a piece off his shirt to make a bandage. He knew this spot and headed right for it. He must have been here before. Yeah, but we're still way behind him. Main road's only a mile or so from here. He's gotten to his car by now. The ranch house is dark. Well, let's wake him up. He might have seen something or heard something. We'll leave the horses here. Okay. This place sure has gone to seed, Jason. Yeah, it's a big house. But it's falling apart. Fences sagging, no stock. Must have been a
4: nice ranch once, though.
8: It uh, isn't anymore. If man gets his living from the earth, you'd think he'd take better care of it. Here's a house. Open up. Hey, wake up in there.
6: Who is it?
8: Texas Rangers, ma'am. We'd like to talk to you. Just a minute. electric power line to the house, but when she opened the door, she was carrying a candle. The inside of the house was almost barren.
9: What do you want?
8: We're looking for a rider. came through here tonight. He stopped in your barn. You see or hear anything?
9: No, I didn't.
8: You rent out a horse to anybody?
9: <laughs> a horse? Range, if I had a horse, I'd have sold him for food for my kids.
8: Oh, sorry, we have to bother you, ma'am.
9: It's all right. What difference does it
6: make?
8: You know anybody around who... Ma'am, would you mind holding your candle over the mantle of this fireplace? Why? Jace, that picture. That picture was a photograph of a man. The face was younger, full, and healthier than when we'd seen it last. But there was no doubt about who it had been. Jace, that's a picture of the man we saw with the cap, the body, in the morgue.
6: The
9: Mo- oh, no.
5: Take it easy, ma'am.
9: Take it easy. <laughs>
5: Mama. I'm sorry.
9: When? When did you see him? Oh, he can't be, Daddy. He can't be. I'm afraid he is,
8: ma'am. He'll help us a lot if you'll tell us who he was.
9: Jack Prentice. My husband. Oh, my poor kid. Oh,
8: Why didn't you report him missing?
9: Because he left me two years ago. He'd sold and lost everything we owned. He was sick, half crazy, acting like a madman. I don't know why I didn't do anything. He'd never been like that before.
8: Got any idea at all what started it?
9: A friend of his. Jack was all right. He was a good husband and father till he took up with Virgil Green. Then he spent more time with him than he did with us. He must have been gambling or something. We had a good place here. Then it was all gone.
8: This isn't going to be easy to take, ma'am. Your husband wasn't a gambler. He was a drug addict.
9: Oh, oh, why didn't he tell me? I begged him to go to a doctor, but he wouldn't.
5: When did you
8: see him last?
9: I told you, two years ago. When Virgil Green left, Jack left right after
8: him. You seen this Virgil Green since then? No. You know where Green went after he left here?
9: No, but it must have been Chino. I got a couple of letters from Jack. Came from there. And then he stopped writing. Not even a word to his kid.
8: Ma'am, I hate to leave you like this, but we'll see if we can get you some help later on.
9: Nothing can help anymore. Not for me. But I'd beg for my kid.
8: You won't have to. You'll hear from us. Come on, Clyde. We gotta get the boy who gunned her husband, Jace. We gotta get more than one. We gotta get them all. The whole ring. There'll be a hundred more like her husband, dying slower and worse than he did. You think this Virgil Green is the link? He must be. It's the cards we've been playing. Jack Prentice couldn't raise money to buy from Green, threatened to expose him, and Green killed him. Then he killed a man near the border, too. Gotta try to pick up Green at Chino. He knew this place. It's a fair bet he's the man we've been chasing. Get up, Charcoal. Oh boy. Taking him is going to be a pleasure. We can't take him. Not until we find out if he still has that package. We better knock on these ponies until we get to our car. Yeah. Get up,
2: Charcoal. Yeah. Oh,
8: Headed for Chino, I put in a phone call to Captain Stinson.
7: All right, Jace. I'll have a Ranger plane pick up that bank wrapper and send it to the lab.
8: It may be a bank in Chino. Well, that fits with a few other things. My checkup shows a heavy drug traffic
7: in and around the Chino area. And the town where Prentice was killed is only 60 miles from
6: Chino.
8: Good. That narrows it down. Uh, See if you can dig up a Chino address on Virgil Green while we're driving up there. He's only two hours ahead of us. If we can burn up road, we may reach there almost as soon as he does.
7: Let you know by radio, Jeez. I'll head for Chino
6: myself.
8: Thanks, Captain. We'll see you there. We were less than an hour out of Chino when our short wave came through with Green's address
3: KTXA
8: to Unit 10. Unit 10 to KTXA. Go ahead.
3: Address of subject, Virgil Green, is Greendale Ranch, State Highway 39, 14 miles west of Chino.
8: Got it. Any report from Lab on bank money wrapper?
3: Stamp on money wrapper restored by Austin Lab. Money and packet came from Chino State Bank, Corner Main, and Crockett in Chino.
8: 10-4, Unit 10, clear.
3: ADXA, Austin.
8: That's all we need, Jace. Yeah we can get Green in sight before he unloads that package. It was dark when we reached the Greendale Ranch outside of Chino. We'd made up time on Green's head start because we saw a car and horse trailer pull into the ranch just ahead of us. A man got out of the car and limped up to the house, and he was carrying a package. Walks like a man's been shot in the leg, Jace. yeah. Don't turn in after him. Go on past the ranch. Okay. Where do you want to stop? Uh, Where we can watch the house and keep the car shielded. Well, there was some heavy brush on the other side of the road just across from Green's place. All right. Turn around and go back. We'll keep an eye on him from there. (laughs) We Kept a watch on Green's house all night. But nobody showed to pick up the package. The next morning, Green came out and got into his car. We followed him into Chino. He's pulling into a parking space up near the next corner, Jace. Yeah, slow down. He's getting out. He's got the package, all right, sticking out of his pocket. Park here, quick. He's going into that building on the corner. Come on, before we lose him. Hey, the street sign, Maine and Crockett. And he went in there, Jace. Chino State Bank. That's where the money wrapper came from. Don't go in. Just walk around the corner. We can look through the bank windows. There he is, Jace. Last counter, the rear of the bank. Safe deposit boxes. Going through the rail into the vault. Must have a box he's going to plant the stuff in. We going to grab him? No. Whaley comes out. But he won't have it on him then. we got enough on him. We can pick him up any time got to stay with that package until we know who gets it next. Hey, he wasn't in there long. He's coming out. Yeah, the package isn't in his pocket now. All right, get out of sight. Yeah. He was in there just
5: long enough to open up
8: the box and drop it. Yeah, you've seen the package now. Drift around to the front of the bank. See that nobody leaves that vault with it unless you follow him. Okay, well, where are you going? To meet the captain and get a court order to open that vault. got the order. Then we waited until the bank closed and the employees were out. We got the president of the bank at his home and took him back to open the vault. Narcotics,
4: eh? Uh, most distressing, gentlemen. Oh, come in, please. All right. Which box is Green's? Four twenty-one, right here.
8: You want to open it for us? Why, of course. Say. It's oh. it's empty.
4: Now, couldn't you have made a mistake, Ranger?
8: No. Clyde, are you sure that package wasn't taken out?
4: Positive, Jace. I watched every single person went in or out till the bank closed.
8: Our order covers the rest of these boxes, doesn't it, Captain? Yes. All right. Let's open them all. We found what we were after, but not the way we expected to find it. The stuff was there, all right, but it had been split up into smaller quantities. Owners of these boxes must be names you have on your list of dope peddlers then, Captain. I'll check that on the bank records.
4: Yeah, but how'd this stuff get split up? Green wasn't in here long enough to do it. No, he couldn't have done it. His key would only give him access to his own box.
8: They have to be done by somebody with a set of duplicate keys. Somebody working here.
4: Well, that's impossible. Only the head cashier and I have duplicate keys.
8: Were you in the vault after the bank closed?
4: No, sir. I haven't been in here all day.
8: That's truth, Jace. I could see him through the window. And then the head cashier's our boy. He's the distributor.
7: And a pretty clever distribution scheme, too. No direct contact, and he has access to the vault after the guard
8: has left. If he's handled those packets, there'll be fingerprints on them. What's his name and where does he live?
4: His name is August Weber. He's got a big ranch over near Estrela on Highway 39. And I know how he got it now. He said he was making money on investments.
8: Investments? He meant a black market in human souls. Come on, Clyde. Let's get him and Virgil Green. We found the house. An elaborate building on a fine ranch. There was another car in the driveway when we pulled up. Hey, Jace. That car in front of the place. Yeah, we're in luck. It's the car Virgil Green was driving. Light around the side of the house by that French door. Maybe they didn't hear us drive in. Good. Good. Let's slip up on that side of the porch and find out. Might be able to take him easy. Uh, Don't count on it. Cold-blooded killer like Green. He'd keep on killing as long as he has a gun. (laughs) We slipped up to the French door. It was locked and we couldn't see through it. But their voices drifted out through an open window.
3: I'm telling you, Weber, well, my leg's infected. I gotta see a doctor. Have him report a bullet wound? You want me to die? I could put a bullet in you, too. Well, let me know when you want to try. I've done a little killer myself, Green. Only I've been smarter about it. Nobody's caught me yet.
8: All right, Clyde. Let's kick a hole in this door. <laughs>
1: All right, don't move. Hey. Don't reach. Her. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Dad? My,
4: my side. You, you're hit too, Jace. Blood
8: on your head. Yeah, just a name. Come on. I'll get you to a hospital.
6: How about
4: how about them?
8: Leave them for the coroner. They're both dead. <laughs>
3: The gun found beside the body of Virgil Green proved to be the murder weapon the Rangers had been seeking. Narcotics peddlers having safe deposit boxes at the Chino State Bank were rounded up, and they admitted they had been supplied by August Weber. They were tried and sentenced. The traffic in living death was halted.
2: And here again is the star of our show, Joel McCrae.
8: A friend of mine returned recently from a visit to Texas. While he was there, he'd seen a Texas ranger and he asked his host, a rancher, what the requirements were for a man who wanted to be a ranger. The host looked thoughtful for a moment and said, Well, I'd say if a man could ride like a Mexican, trail like an Indian, shoot like a Tennessean, fight like the devil, he might have a chance to get in. And I hope you'll be with us again next week. Same time, same station. Good night. Next week, Joel McRae in another
2: authentic reenactment of a case from the files of... The Texas Rangers! McRae is currently seen starring in the MGM production Stars in My Crown. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Barney Phillips, Larry Dobkin, Byron Kane, Ken Harvey, and Lillian Byers. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. This is Hal Gibney speaking. Music
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: The National Broadcasting Company presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. Files of the Texas Rangers. Come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, dead giveaway.
3: It is 1:30 a.m., December 4th, 1945. A single light glows in the living room of a farmhouse four miles from the town of Ashton in West Texas. Inside the house, a frantic young woman tries to place a telephone call.
9: Operator, operator, oh please, operator, Thank you. operator,
3: get
9: me the sheriff quickly. Is that you, Mrs. Deneen? Yes, yes, hurry. Oh, well, this is
3: Mary Lou, Mrs. Deneen. I'm working nights nice now. Yes, I'm Mary Lou. Stop talking and get me the sheriff. Oh, all
9: right. Oh, dear.
3: Sheriff Ross
9: speaking. Sheriff, this is Mrs. Deneen. You've got to come out to my house right away. Right away! Now take it easy, Mrs. Deneen. What seems to be wrong? Somebody's prowling around outside, trying to get into the house. Isn't
6: your husband there? No.
9: He went to Abilene on business. Something woke me up, and I thought at first it was the bake. and then I heard a noise outside. Ah! Mrs.
6: Deneen, what is it? Somebody came in.
9: I'll be right there.
6: What do, you... what
3: do you want? Ah! It took Sheriff Ross less than fifteen minutes to get to the Denim Farm. But Mrs. Deneen and a four-month-old baby were dead when he arrived. The sheriff called for the assistance of the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned.
8: Jace Pearson? Yeah, Sheriff. You got here right quick. Yeah, I was over the next county when your call came through. Well, I hope you got a little sleep because you won't get much now. Better come in out of this cold. How long ago did it happen? About a half hour ago, 1 30. Mrs. Denine called me, woke me up at home, said somebody was trying to bust in. Right in here, Jace. Shot right through the chest, huh? Yeah. Did she leave the phone hanging off the hook like that? I reckon so. Whoever broke in, they broke in just before I hung up. Nothing's been touched, Jace. I know. I had a time getting past your deputies down the main road. The phone operator's been buzzing everybody. We don't want half the county barging in here messing things up, so I blocked them all. Good. Where's the baby? In there, the front bedroom. You can look if you want to, Jace. It's a little more than I can take twice. How old? Only four months, Jace. Little girl. Where'd he break in? Side door, I'll show you. Where's the husband? Abilene, on business. I called the chief of police there. He's going to check the hotels and notify him. here's the door. It was wide open. That's how I got in to open the front door. Lock doesn't seem to be broken. Must have been picked. Deneens keep much money around the house? As little or as much as most folks, I guess. But I don't think any's missing. There's Miss Deneen's purse on the kitchen table. Killer couldn't have missed that. You check it? Yeah, about $40 in it. It hasn't been touched. Motive wasn't robbery then, Sheriff? No. There's no sign of any other motive. But there's gotta be one, Jace. Yeah. The toughest motive of all. Because it's the easiest hidden. Hate. The kind of hate the devil wouldn't hold. We went through the rest of the house, but we didn't find anything that would help us until we got outside. It's cold tonight, Jase. Ground's frozen hard. Yeah. If we find a trace, it won't be much. Keep your flash close to the ground. All right. Why are you working back in the house here, away from the driveway? Because I think the killer came in from this direction, probably on foot. Why? Why, you said Mrs. Deneen told you she woke up when she heard somebody prowling around outside. Yeah. A horse or a car coming up the gravel road around front would have made even more noise. Woke her up sooner. Say, that's right. I heard your car coming from quite a ways off. That's why I was standing out in front to meet you when you drove up. Wait a minute. What is it, Chase? Piece of bailing wire. Bent in the shape of a key. Well, that must about be what he used to get in. Maybe. Or maybe that's what somebody wants us to think. Let's take another look at that door. Yeah. What makes you think the wire was planted there, Jason? I'll tell you better when we try it in the lock. beats me why a killer would leave something deliberately. That's what makes me think something's wrong. This wouldn't have been dropped so close to the house. And grab the door and hold it up high. I don't want to mess up any prints around the lock. You got it. Now let's see how this wire fits. Yeah. Goes in perfect, Jace. Yeah. Watch when I turn it. Yeah. Okay? Hey, wire's just twisting. Mm, it'll keep on twisting. This wire isn't strong enough to turn the tumbler in the lock. Then how did the killer get in, Jace? If you ask me, Sheriff, I think he had a regular key. <laughs> I put in a call for a fingerprint. The sheriff called to have the bodies picked up for autopsy. Then we went outside and started trailing again. We found a few directional traces, but they petered out in the darkness. And... Can't see anything at night on this ground, Jace. Try cutting back and forth a little further. Yeah, all right. man we're following was weaving, trying to throw us off. It just makes it tougher to track. He's got to be headed for some place, some definite direction. We might as well establish which direction.
4: Yeah, guess there's nothing much we
8: can do except this until we have some daylight. Save us an hour in the morning... Then we can track on horses without wasting time finding out which way to go. By sunup, we knew the killer's general direction had been west. The sheriff got his horse from town. I unloaded charcoal from the trailer and we rode. He kept heading west, all right. But there's nothing out this way for miles once he got into those hills up ahead. Any kind of a road between here and the hills? Yeah, whole wagon road just beyond the scrub on the rise we're coming to. Does it connect with a state road? It does, but nobody uses it. Maybe somebody did. Is it in good enough condition for a car to run through? Reckon it is. You figure you had a car waiting for him? You had to have a car or a horse staked out someplace. Come on, let's make right for the road. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wagon Road lead to any other farm in the area? Used to lead to the old Mullen place, but that's burned out. Nobody living there anymore, huh? No, an old folk's dead. Young Ted Mullen moved away a couple of years ago. Oh, here's the road. Hoo. Oh, oh, oh. Who, charcoal. Whoa. Headed pretty straight, last tracks we saw. Must have reached the road right near here. Yeah, we'll find some mark if he crossed it and kept going. Hmm. No, he didn't keep going. Huh? Look. Ooh. Tire track. Had a car staked out, all right. Mm-hmm. Turned the car around here to head back for the highway. Could have been somebody else waiting in the car for him. Maybe, but I don't think so. Oh, look at the heel marks. Walked around to the driver's side of the car to get in. Yeah. And there's something else here, too. Huh. Dropped this cigarette butt and stepped on him. Yeah. Sure didn't smoke much of it. Didn't even burn down to the brand mark. Well, at least we know what brandy smokes. About all we do know, Jace. there won't be anything to follow at the main road. He sure won't leave a trail there. No. Mount up. Let's get back to the house. We rode back to Dineen's. As we came to the farm, we saw a couple of cars that hadn't been there when we left. Looks like company, Sheriff. The car next to mine belongs to our lab. The others must be the coroner's. Oh, the
3: coroner ought to have been and gone by now. Nope, no, that isn't the coroner's car, Jay. Blue sedan, that belongs to Walter Deneen. The husband? Yeah, must have got back from Abilene. Yes, Deneen, all right. There he is, sitting on the side porch.
8: Walter Deneen sat with his face buried in his hands until we dismounted and walked up to him. The lab crew was in the house looking for latent prints. Howdy, Walter. Oh. Howdy, Sheriff. Walter, I can't tell you how... Don't say anything,
9: please. Ask me anything you like, but... I don't want anybody else telling me how sorry they are.
8: Better let me talk to him, Sheriff. Sure, Jay. Mr. Deneen, (laughs) it'd help us a lot to know one thing. You or your family have any enemies? Enemies? Could there be an enemy as bad as this? We know the house wasn't robbed. Have you ever had any trouble with anybody, uh... No matter how small it seemed, now's the time to remember. If
4: there was anybody, I wouldn't tell you.
8: I'd take care of it myself. That's no way to be, Walter.
9: Don't go telling
4: me
8: how
9: to act, Sheriff. You didn't come home to your house ten minutes ago. You didn't find your wife and kids the, the way I found mine.
8: Mr. Deneen, why don't you try to get a little rest? We'll talk to you later. Yeah, okay.
4: Anything I can do, Walter, just holler. Yeah.
8: You been able to think of anybody who might have had it in for him? Not a soul, Jace. Unless it was Ted Mullen. The one you told me about? Family that was burned out? Yeah. But, Jace, that was five years ago. But sometimes hate doesn't die with age. What happened? Well, old folks just got to brooding and died off after their house burned. Young Ted blamed Walter. Why? Windmill at the Mullen place was busted. They tried to borrow from Walter to get it fixed, but he turned them down. Ted said if the mill had been working, it would have pumped enough water for him to put the fire on. Are young Mullin, the kind to hold a grudge? Well, after five years, Jace. And he moved out a long time ago. Where? Who knows? Come on. I'll call my headquarters by radio. Maybe they can get a line on Mullin. All right. If they find out where he is, it won't do any harm to check on where he was well, last night. It won't hurt any. But I can't believe that a man after... Hey, hold it, Sheriff. Uh, well, that's only Walter's car, Jace. What are you looking at? The design of the tire tread. Look at them. Well, that may be... It's the same design we saw in the dirt road where the killer picked up a car to make his getaway. But, Jace, that was hard ground. Could barely see the tread. And tires like that are standard on lots of cars. Yeah, I know. Just the same. I want to look this car over. Left his ignition keys in. You going to start it? No. Just want to take a look at the dash. He said he got back from Abilene ten minutes ago, didn't he? That's what he said. Take a look at that temperature gauge. Yeah, let me see. Register's cold. Yeah. Only it should be pretty warm if he finished a drive a couple of hundred miles just ten minutes ago. Could have dropped back, Jace. Not in ten minutes, Sheriff. Sure. It's a cold morning, but not that cold. Well. I want to talk to Deneen again. He... You see something else? I sure do. Look at this on the frame of the door service station lubrication sticker yeah dated December second day before yesterday eighteen thousand four hundred and twelve miles the mileage on the dash shows he's driven less than two hundred miles since then he couldn't have been in Abilene well wait a minute jace I admit that looks funny but the man we were chasing he ground out a cigarette remember well, what about it I've known Walter since he was a boy jace he don't smoke Mary Lou Simmons' phone operator. Who let you in, Mary Lou? I,
9: I told the deputy I put Mrs. Deneen's call through to you last night. He thought you might want to talk to me. Ain't it just awful? You talked
8: to her.
9: I-, I was still on the line after you hung up, Sheriff. I heard it all, the shots and everything. Uh,
8: you hear any voice beside Mrs. Deneen?
9: No. No, I just heard her say, who are you, what do you want, and then the shots. That was all.
8: You sure she said, who are you?
6: Oh, cross
9: my heart, I heard it as plain.
8: Guess you don't want to talk to Walter now, do you, Jace? No. I guess not.
2: You are listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. And now we continue with tonight's case. Dead Giveaway, an authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers.
8: I didn't want to question Walter Deneen until I'd had a chance to check on his movements. The sheriff and I drove into town and called the Abilene police. The answer didn't fit.
2: Don't think there's any doubt about who he was, Ranger.
8: Okay, thanks. Thanks very much. Well... Guess that does it, Sheriff. Dean was in Abilene, huh? Uh-huh. Checked into the Harris Hotel yesterday about noon. Checked out again at 2.10 this morning, right after the police notified him of the murder. Police could have spoken to anybody on the phone. Yeah, they didn't tell him by phone. Police sergeant went up and told him direct. Uh-huh. Description of Walter tallies, too. Yeah, but there's something that doesn't tally, though. Mileage on that car. Could be something wrong with the speedometer cable. Happened in my car a few weeks back. Maybe. And I'll be back sometime tomorrow. Where are you going, Chase? Abilene. As soon as I hit the highway, I put in a shortwave call to headquarters, station KTXA. Unit 10 to KTXA.
3: KTXA.
8: Go ahead, Unit 10. This unit en route to Abilene. Request: Abilene police secure names of all contacts made by subject Walter Denine, registered Harris Hotel there yesterday.
3: We'll do Unit 10.
8: Unit 10 sent piece of wire back to lab for examination. Any report yet?
3: Not yet. Wire and fingerprints both under study. We'll give you a call.
8: 4 Unit 10 clear. Any XA Austin? <laughs> I got a complete rundown on Walter Deneen's activities. It was too complete. Like he was making sure his time in the city would be accounted for. One of the people who'd seen him was his attorney.
3: Well, yes. Yes, Ranger, Mr. Deneen spent several hours with me yesterday afternoon. We had dinner together last night. Went to the theater. What'd he come
8: to see you about? Well, some investments. He's been doing a little speculating, Cotton. Good or bad? Well, it's client business, and I don't think I have the right to discuss it. I can find out by checking with the exchange. I'm just asking you to save time. All right. His losses have been rather heavy. More than he could afford? Much more. He carry much insurance on his wife and child? Normal amount, nothing large. All right, thanks. One more thing. Are you sure Deneen doesn't benefit financially by his wife's death? Oh, Ranger, he couldn't have gotten back to Ashton by 1.30 last night after we'd been out. That isn't what I asked. Well, Mrs. Deneen had
3: a good bit of money in her own right. In case of her dead, though, she had it tied up in trust for the child.
8: But the child is dead, too. What happens now? Well, in that case, the entire state will probably go to Mr. Deneen. <laughs> I made one more stop before I headed back to Ashton. I paid a visit to the garage at the Hotel Harris.
9: I keep the location of all guest cars on this index rack so we'll know which stores they're in when they want them.
8: Was Walter Denine's car in here yesterday?
9: Deneen, That's um, D-I-N, isn't it? The... Uh-huh. No, there's no record of it. Was he a guest at the hotel?
8: Yes. Is there any parking lot around here he might have used? Not
9: convenient to the hotel, and parking is free here for guests, so I don't think he'd use a lot.
8: Neither do I. Thanks. Before I left Abilene, I called my headquarters. They had a report. No strange prints had been found in Nadine's house. The wire key looked like a plant. I hung up and made another call to Sheriff Ross.
3: I'm beginning to wonder about Walter myself, Jace. Why? He's been kind of curious about where you are. I told him you went to Abilene just to see if you would draw him out.
8: Good. How'd he react?
3: Kind of nervous. Then he said something about flying up to Abilene and back. Of course, he never did say he drove it.
8: No, but he gave the impression that he drove. Well,
3: even so, he was there when the killing took place.
8: Yeah, but the killer had the use of Deneen's car. Can you get your hands on the car?
3: Well, it's over in back of the funeral parlor right now. That's where Deneen said he was going just a few minutes ago when he stopped by to ask about you.
8: Well, grab that car and check it for fingerprints. I'll be there as fast as I can roll.
3: Oh, howdy, Jade.
8: Carl worked over, Sheriff? Yeah, ought to have reports on the prints soon. Send them to Austin. Find any strangers? Quite a few of one set that weren't Deneen's. If they belong to a professional killer, there's a good chance he'll have a record. Where's Deneen? My deputies are out looking for him. Why? I thought he was at the funeral parlor. So then. did I, until I went in to look for him after we finished on the car. The undertaker said he'd left more than an hour ago by the front door. Must mm, have spotted you working over the car. Come on, let's find him. Yeah. Not at the house, not any place in town. Where could he be if he hasn't run out? Trying to cover up for a couple of mistakes? He won't run, not yet. Why? Because his alibi is airtight. We can shake it, but unless we find the killer he hired, we can't shake it enough. Mm. He took a big gamble, and he's got too much at stake to run off. His wife's money? How'd you know about that? Just thinking
3: back, little late. Folks knew Mrs. Deneen's family left her well off. Walter married her not long after they passed on. A lot of people thought the money had something to do with it.
8: I wish you'd remembered that sooner. Well, Jace, they seem close. And then there's the baby. Baby was just something extra that got into Neen's way. Oh. Never gotten any of the money. Ever.
3: KTXA to Unit
8: 10. Maybe a report on the Prince. Hmm. Unit 10. Go ahead, KTXA.
3: Have report on Prince lifted from car at Ashton, Texas. One set identified as belonging to Joe Crofton.
8: Joe Crofton? Uh, any line on his whereabouts?
3: Finished serving parole four months ago. Last address known to parole office was shack located western slope of Casket Mountain.
8: 10 4, Unit 10, clear.
3: ADXA, Austin.
8: Crofton must be the killer then, Chase. I'll bet on it. How far to Casket Mountain? About 20 miles, then turn south another five. After that, well, we'll need horses if he's far up. You should have brought your horse along the trailer with charcoal. No, I can borrow one. Crofton's going to be tough to take. You sound like you know him. I wrote the ticket for his last trip to Huntsville six years ago. That was murder, too, but oh, he no. copped out with a manslaughter plea. Better not take any chances, Jason. He starts shooting, we'll have to toss it back dead center. No. we got to take him alive. He'll talk to keep from burning once we get him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see. If Walter Deneen paid him to do the job, he's the only one who can break Deneen's alibi. That's right. So no matter what happens, we gotta take him alive. Crofton's cabin was up all right. Way up. The sheriff borrowed a horse from the man who directed us. Quite a climb, Jace. Not so bad following this wash, though. Suppose he isn't there. I got a hunch he will be. I don't think Deneen had enough money to pay for this killing. He was almost broke. You mean he planned to pay off out of his wife's money when he got it? Yeah. I wonder how Walter arranged for him to get the car that night. Not much to arrange. Left it near the airport with the keys in it. Crofton brought it back and left it in the same spot. Probably left the house key for him, too. Glove compartment, maybe. Yeah. With the airport, 40 miles from Ashton, nobody
3: recognized the car or a strange driver. Come in at night, use an abandoned road. Yeah. Look. Huh? Hey, another horse left tracks in here too.
8: Yeah, and they're fresh. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh.
6: boy!
8: It must be Crofton's horse. No, the Rider was taking the rough way. Just cut into the wash here to find a better trail. Crofton lives up here. He'd know the best trail. Well, who else would be coming up here? Dineen, to shut him up. Come on, John, here, give off. Not too fast, Jaser. We'll spill. You we gotta risk it. Too slow, we'll be too late. We reached the shack and crept up on it. There was no horse around and no sign of life. We tried to draw fire by showing ourselves, but none came. We had to go in. All right, hold your gun ready, Sheriff. And don't come in till I call you. Right, Jace. All right, Sheriff. Come in. Nobody here, huh? Oh, wait a Oh. That Crofton? Yeah, that's him. Deneen got here first. Jace, this fella looks like he shot himself. Guns in his own hand. Now, what's his paper beside him? Let's see he did kill himself. This note says so. Confesses the murders, too. Sure it does. But Walter Deneen wrote that. And that note's gonna hang him. How do you know? You ever seen Deneen's writing? No, but I've seen Crofton's before. He signed his name with an X. Prison records show he's illiterate. Never could read or write. Come on, Sheriff. Gonna put out a pickup for Deneen? We'll pick him up ourselves. He can't be far off. But if he'd headed back down the wash, we'd have passed him on our way up. He must be going across the top of the mound to go down the other side. Come on. Yeah. We raked our horses as fast as they could move. We spotted a rider ahead of us as he topped the slope. He hurt us because he looked back and whipped his mount and disappeared. He knows we're on him. Got about
2: 300 yards. We'll get him. Keep pounding leather. Yeah. We're coming to the top now. Keep low in the saddle. Watch out for an ambush. There he is. Don't go down too fast, Sheriff. Your horse will tumble to the down grade. <laughs> knee was pressing too hard, Jay. He fell. Look. Yeah, he scrambled behind the rocks.
8: Whoa, oh, whoa, Charcoal. Pull pull on, pull. Pull. Whoa. Hit the dirt. <laughs> Let your horse go. Go on, Charcoal. Go on. He's down under that rock shelf. Perfect cover. Not too perfect. Bullets will ricochet back from that ledge behind him. See that dent in the ledge? Yeah. Draw your gun and we'll empty it on him. Get right below the dent. All right. All right. Let's hope for a billiard shot. Start firing. Ah,
6: I'm hit! Stop it! I'm bleeding!
8: Throw your gun out, Deneen!
6: All right! Don't shoot anymore! Here! Here it is!
2: Ah. Okay,
8: Sheriff. Let's take
2: him.
6: Ah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh
8: And I was sorry for you, Walter, up until a few hours ago.
3: You gotta get me to a
9: doctor.
8: You're not hurt badly. We'll get you to a doctor. All I want to know is how you met Crofton. Come on, Walter, talk up.
4: I I I saw his picture in the paper when he got out of jail. I I made a deal with him a couple of months ago.
8: Yeah. A deal to wipe out your own wife and kid. Oh. Must be great to be as brave as you are. Get up, Deneen. You've got a long way to go.
3: Walter Deneen confessed and made a plea for clemency. It was not granted. And on the 11th day of October, 1947, he died in the electric chair at Huntsville.
2: And now, here again is the star of our show, Joel McRae, with another interesting anecdote about the Texas Rangers.
8: When the Allies invaded Normandy in World War II... They got an idea as to how far the fame of the Texas Rangers had spread. Both surrendering Nazis and liberated free French said they knew the war was as good as over because the Texas Rangers had landed. Of course, it was the heroic American Ranger troops who made the landings, but nothing could convince the Nazi war prisoners that these were not the terrible Texans they'd heard about in many American legends. Good night, folks. See you same time next week. (laughs)
2: Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of The Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production Saddle Trent. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Loreen Tuttle, Mike Barrett, Hal March, and Paul Fries. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. This is Hal Gibney speaking.
4: Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Monday means music, fine music on NBC. Listen tomorrow for these great musical programs, the NBC Symphony and the Band of America. Be sure to listen Monday as Milton Catoms conducts the NBC Symphony Orchestra in a full-hour concert of the finest music on the air. And listen, too, for Paul Laval conducting the Band of America every Monday on NBC. Bill Harris reminding you that next, it's Theater Guild on NBC.
1: Thanks for joining us for Tales of the Texas Rangers with Joel McRae. This is your host and storyteller, John Hagedorn. This is 1001 Stories from the Old West. Reviews are always appreciated. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll be back soon.